Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to here's Johnny's reviews of festive family funnies. My look at cult classic movies such as Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Christmas Vacation, and today's movie, the cult favourite among a certain group, Jack Frost. No, sadly, not the one with the killer snowman and his killer snowballs. Maybe next year, but the 1998 Michael Keaton family movie of the same name. However, this one talks and he doesn't kill. What can I say about this movie? Well, one thing is I've never saw this thing. And it's also huge on YouTube as the butt of every Christmas joke movie list. And that's about it. So, with a budget of $85 million and pulling in a woeful $34 million, here it is. Jack Frost, starring Michael Keaton, Kelly Preston, Joseph Cross, Mark Addy and Henry Rollins, uh, directed by Troy Miller. Uh, the plot, a deadbeat dad can't keep his promises to his son and is tragically killed in a car crash on Christmas Eve. One year later, he's back as a talking snowman. Can he defrost his son's chilly hearts before he melts away in the spring thaw? Let's find out! The movie opens up on a frost-covered Warner Bros. logo. Then onto the snowy titles kicking with the CGI snowflakes, and then onto a rhythm and blues band, led by Jack Frost, played by Michael Keaton of Batman, Beetlejuice, Robocop remake, and Birdman. And what happened to him? Six short years earlier, he was playing Batman in the Great Batman Returns, a movie I covered last year, and now he's doing this crap. Jeez, talk about nosedive. Anyway, his band, the Jack Frost Band, and gee, how long that take them up with? Two minutes? They should have been called Jack Frost and the Frostbites, or something equally lame yet clever. They're playing old school R&B versions of Christmas songs, and who the hell rocks out to R&B versions of Frosty the Bloody Snowman? For crying out loud. And note, Michael Keaton did all his own singing, so that's something at least. Spot Mark Addy! of the Phil Monte, the Flintstones of Viva Rock Vegas, in its tale and Game of Thrones as a keyboard player, Mac MacArthur. Okay, who wrote this? A lazy 14 year old with only one hour left to hand in an essay? Come on, really? Jack Frost, who just happens to sing a Frosty the Snowman, dies and then comes back to life as a walking, talking snowman? Uh, with a bloody keyboard player called Mac MacArthur? Oh, really? Oh, never mind, you've got him a bloody show, John. Ooh, after rocking out in a sad, middle-class, middle-aged way for three minutes, we cut to a radio DJ hating on 80s music scene. Why? They had such great songs. Do we find out this is set in a quaint little town of Medford, Colorado? And it's schools out for winter! God, that was awful. We then meet Charlie Frost, played by Joseph Cross of Milk and Lincoln. He's being bullied by the most PG-13 90s way possible by getting hit by snowballs. Get this, during a snowball fight, shock horror. Okay, why do they have grenade sounds and bullet sounds whizzing around in explosions? It's a bloody snowball for crying out loud. Unless it has a stone in it or is made from yellow snow or slush, it will not do shit to you. Gods. Our hero, Charlie, is getting bullied by your statistical 90s Disney bully, i.e. a few inches taller, slightly older, has at least three lackeys, and has a terrible haircut. He's called Roy Buck, played by Taylor Handley of Texas Chainsaw at the beginning, Battle Los Angeles, 
and APB. This little twerp is using a slingshot to lob snow chunks, not snowballs, at the little kitties. So it's down to Chala to stop him. And why is this little twat chewing on a Slim Jim like a cigar? Stop that, you it and George Papard, and this plan will not come together. Anyway, Charlie rescues the little kids, but this doesn't sit well with the Disney store bully. So he slaps on his snowboard and takes on Charlie. However, Charlie smashes the quote bully in the face of Snowball, humiliating him in front of his quote troops. Seven minutes in, and I want to open my wrists just like my Christmas presents, and an hour and 30 minutes to go. God help me. So Charlie walks home in a picture-perfect Christmas card town as a crap Christmas song plays. He runs home to find his dad, not home yet, and his mother, Gabby Frost, played by Kelly Preston, of Christine, a movie uncovering in January, twins Jeremy Maguire and Cat in a Hat, with her head under the sink fixing the leaky pipes. We find out Charlie is an A-grade student, a star hockey player and a rollover good kid. And his dad is sadly never home. Speaking of which, his dad, Jack, pulls up in a station wagon and then plays a silly game with his wife by pretending to hit on her. Cute right, knew this is bloody nauseous. He wakes up Charlie and the two go outside to build a snowman, then the mother comes out to have a snowball fight and I think I'm going to be violently sick. This is too bloody saccharine. After this frankly sickening scene, Jack tucks Charlie into bed and gives him a gold-plated harmonica for Christmas and tells him it's a magical one, that he will hear it no matter where he is or what he is doing. <laughs> so it's not a magical hat brings the snowman to life, it's a bloody harmonica. As he leaves Charlie to sleep, he promises he'll be at the big hockey game the next day with the rival team, the Devils, I believe they're called, and they have never won ever. However, he has to be in a studio to record his new album, but he will there no matter what he promises. So the next morning, Jack runs off to the studio before teaching Charlie how to make a hockey shot or goal, what the hell it is. And oh my god, how could he? It's not like he has to bust his ass off just to make ends meet or nothing, trying desperately to hit the big time while playing outdated rhythm and blues. Mmm, selfish bastard. Onto the local ice rink and Charlie's coach, Sid Chronic, played by Henry Rollins of Johnny Mnemonic, Heat Suck, a movie I covered last year, and Z Nation as he's chewing out Charlie's team for losing and losing badly. Meanwhile in the studio, Jack is laying down a new track, all the while listening to cut with his son's hockey game, which he loses 9 nothing. That night, Jack returns home with his hat in hand, but Charlie nor the wife want any of this crap he's spewing out. So to smooth things over, Jack promises them a real Christmas vacation in a cabin in the woods. But oh no, the next morning, just as they're about to pack up the car for the week, his new manager calls to give him an offer he can't resist. As Jack first says notice, however, his wife tells him to go for it. This doesn't sit well with Charlie, as he gives him back the golden harmonica to Jack, and he just storms off like a little twat he is. As the band's car wind up the windy Colorado side roads, Jack has second thoughts and pulls over to tell the band he's going to be with his family for Christmas. And get this, they all agree. Yeah, bullshit. You're trying to say to me a struggling band would give up one opportunity just so the bloody lead singer can be with his family at Christmas? I don't think so. 
Anyway, that night, Jack crashes Mac's car into a snowbank, mere metres from the cabin in the hills, or the woods rather, as Charlie stares out into the winter wasteland. One year later. Wait, what? Nothing? No funeral? Nothing dead body? Nothing? Nothing about the whole year? But oh, boohoo, no, that's crap. Nothing. As a depressing as fuck song plays, we see Charlie walking home alone down the middle of the road. He's so pitiful, not even a bulls would pick him anymore. That night, he builds a snowman after he had a mini meltdown that afternoon in front of his mother. After building the snowman, Charlie plays the golden harmonica, and wouldn't you know it, comes alive just like that with his dad's spirit. Okay, why does Charlie have a Batman dressed as Superman breaking out of chains piggyback next to his bed? Get in. The mutant killer snowman and Jack Frost is less scary than this thing and probably costs more to build. This thing looks cheap and is fucking hideous to look at and horrendous to look at and scary as shit. And note, it was supposed to be George Clooney in the lead, but he left to do Batman and Robin, so Keaton was cast last minute, hence why this snowman looks nothing like him. Jack wakes Charlie from his sleep, yet doesn't freak out. Yeah, because every day you get to see a walking, talking snowman possessed with your dad's spirit. Hmm. Charlie wakes up Mac, who's babysitting him, as his mother goes off Christmas shopping three days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Jack gets run over by a snowplow and has to literally pull himself back together in some of the worst jokes I've ever heard. The mother comes home and practically fondles the snowman in the lawn. Luckily he didn't have a snow cone or else he would have snow blown over himself. Charlie tells both Mac and his mom the snowman is alive, but of course they don't believe him because why would they? That night, Jack wanders the streets asking why he came back as a snowman if the cosmos was really that unoriginal. No mate, just the writers, because they had about 10 minutes to write this garbage. He then ponders why he was given a second chance at life. Get in. The next morning, Charlie threatens Jack with a hairdryer. Jack comes to life, so Charlie runs off into the woods, where wouldn't you know it, he runs into the Disney Channel bullies. This time, picking on a little girl a good foot shorter than them. This time, Charlie doesn't ride to the rescue and starts to walk away. Only then does Jack snowball the bulls an inch of their lives. Once he stops being the quote, wizard of the blizzard mountain, really wizard of the blizzard mountain, Charlie has to run for it as every bully is now gunning for him. They chase him to the edge of a cliff, then force him over as Jack comes to rescue by literally catching him in midair as they make their escape on a sleigh. With the bullies giving chase on their snowboards and sleighs, Charlie gets away in some awful green screen CGI effects, all the while psychopathic bully Rory Buck is giving chase on his superpowered snowboard. Really, kid? Just give up already. It was a snowball to the face. It wasn't like a bloody kick in the bottle or whatever. Charlie and Jack split up and, yep, in more awful CGI does Jack do tricks as Charlie is getting chased down by the nutjob bully. Jack comes to Charlie's aid and scares Rory off his snowboard, making him crash balls first into a tree as Jack just slides off. A wee rather. Once all this is over, Charlie turns on Jack, saying he's not his dad, as he died a year earlier, even though this sounds like his dad, and he tells him things only his father would know. Seconds later, they're hugging, and Charlie takes him home to feed him frozen peas, because why else would, what else would you feed the bloody snowman carrots? Uh, the mother 
comes home, so Jack hides from her. Charlie takes a fall as Jack is melting over the house and there's huge puddles of water. That night, as Charlie is flicking through the TV channels, he comes across a news report of his coach telling the story of how he saw a walking, talking snowman two nights earlier. Then the mother questions Charlie about it and then asks why he quit the hockey team. She also wonders if he's completely bug nuts crazy. The next morning, Charlie tries to escape his snowman dad, but he ends up following him, so he has no choice but to take him with him on a sleigh. That afternoon, at a hiding spot, Jack teaches Charlie his special quote, Jai shot, and the two bond as he talks him into getting back on the hockey team. The mum sees him talking to the snowman and worries he's going even more round the bend. Mac, who seems to be spending a lot of time with his mother, takes Charlie to the town Christmas fair and the father-son snowboarding contest. How could he? The heartless bastard. His father just died a year earlier and is a walking, talking snowman now. Who cares? The two bond as Charlie asks what happened to the band, with him saying he lost the groove, so gave it up. He also tells him Jack wanted him to be a musician. So that night, Jack ponders if he can give up hockey for the music. When the team minibus pulls up the next morning, he begs to be let back on the team and boom, he's in. Okay then, what was the point of the preview? Oh, whatever. At the big game, Charlie sets up goals to be scored by the winger and he nails them all in. Okay, I have no idea how to play hockey. Hell, I can't even bloody ice skate, but I'm guessing it's a lot like football or soccer from American listeners. But with sticks and more fighting and less teeth. Jack tries in vain to see Charlie playing, even going as far as getting the pet dog to help by pulling the sleigh. Unfortunately, the sun is out and he is melting. And what is this all about? I thought the Colorado summers, oh, summers, winters rather, stretched from late October to mid March. Hmm, get in. Jack gets into the ice rink just as Charlie scores the winning goal. I think I'm going to actually throw up. However, Jack is melting fast, so Charlie must get him into the cooler. Charlie runs around the town in what I swear is a set from Gremlins and or Back to the Future. He then sees the mountains in the distance, so comes up with a plan to take his father there. Too bad. He runs into the bully after his mother doesn't believe him when he tells her his father is a snowman. Running around town with Jack on a dolly, he runs into the bully and is about to throw down with that. Jack comes to life and mocks the bully for using the word stupider. The bully sees this and doesn't freak out and, in fact, helps him out. Bullshit! Now in the back of a truck heading for the mountains, as the mom tells the cops her son has been kidnapped by Frosty the Snowman, in the mountains Charlie and Jack can now run around free. Jack takes Charlie to the cabin in the woods, then calls home to tell his wife where they are. She thinks it's a kidnapper, so runs off to get him. As the sun rises on Christmas morning, Jack tells Charlie he has no choice but to leave as soon the snow will melt, so hands him back the gold harmonica and tells him he will always be with him. Up drives the mother, just in time to see Jack one last time as the magic ends and the movie pulls a Casper by bringing Jack back in spirit form for one last song as he dissolves into the snow and floats away. Meanwhile, back at the house, Mac is now playing the piano again as credits roll on this saccharine piece of Disney trash. So, that was Jack Frost. Awful CGI, terrible writing, jokes are awful, 
and terrible Disney happily ever after. I'm going to give this one snowball to the snow globes. Come back next week for crucifixion, then Santa's sleigh. January, it is John Compton movies such as The Fog. February's final destination, March is musicals such as Rocky Horror Picture Show and Hairspray. So don't forget to leave a like, comment and subscribe to my SoundCloud account. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Email me move suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my franchise podcast of Star Wars, Mad Max, Gremlins and more. Also my solo podcast of Batman Returns, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon and many more. Und a bye bye.